Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Trans, but I still have a wiener guy. Mr. Trans, but I still have a wiener guy. Never mind logical thought or common sense. You brave into the world every day to show that women too have a cock and balls. Hey lady, how's it hanging? Who needs a vagina? when you can still walk around with the impression of a ball-peen hammer in your yoga pants and still be considered a woman. I think I see a dick print. Yet you go out and fight every day for your cause. Because deep down as a man, you know the first thing you have to do each day is fight as a woman. So crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Ally of the Alphabet. You have changed the meaning of the word camel toe forever. Mr. Trans, but I still have a wiener guy. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, June 4th, 2023. Starpoint, bringing us in with their sole contribution to the 80s. Funny enough, I think I was talking about this last week, or maybe two weeks ago, where I I played another song like this, and I was like, these songs were great, and I freaking hate dance music. This, This is just another indictment on how great this decade is, and I'll tell you why. You guys know me if, through all the episodes that we've gone through together. How I feel about current, you know, pop pop culture and and music today. I, I think it's all garbage. And and you could put any song on, and I couldn't tell you who the fuck it was, what <laughs> what the title is. You know, you guys know how I feel about that kind of stuff. And I thought, you know, when I was when I was a kid and growing up, and getting in my twenties and into my thirties, I'm like, I'm never going to not be you know caught up on what's going on you know, with music and all that kind of stuff. Cause I always used to look at like older people and I'm like, well, how do you, how are you not loving this music that I'm listening to right now? And they're like, it's fucking trash. <laughs> you know, and I, I never thought I would be that way. And of course I am. And, and that's pretty much going to be, you know, a message to you people who are, you know, maybe 30 or something like that, thinking you're going to keep up with this shit forever. You're not <laughs> because it just gets so bad and it really is bad at this point. But the funny thing was, like, my dad, like, my parents got divorced when I was, like, six, right? So, like, he he, he had to go out and gallivant. <laughs> he was a, a philanthropist, uh, you know, much like I was. You know, we were male horse. I was a hua. My dad was a hua. <laughs> right. But anyway, right at the age where I bowed out, of pop culture and shit like that right around 35 was right around when he was going out and you know doing his thing and you know bringing the broads home <laughs> right and then like the next day you know the next day we'd be walking around and it's like i guess the songs that they were playing like they played them at the club the night before 
<laughs> He's walking around the house. You're the object of my desire. I'm like, Dad, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, that's our music. Like, that's on 98 right now. Hold on, hold on. Let me tee that one up for the skippies out there. 98, actually, like, it wasn't always an oldie station. Nine, 98 actually was the pop station back then. I'm like, Dad, you're... <laughs> You're listening to this fucking music? You know what I'm saying? It's just an indictment on how great the music was. Because my dad really, I mean, you want to say I dropped out of pop culture. My dad was fucking forget about it. He he knew nothing, just like me. But it's just funny. It's it's funny. <laughs> like, I'm over 35. I'm like, fuck this shit. Who the fuck is Taylor Swift? You know, like, what the fuck is this shit? My dad's out there singing it. <laughs> 37 years old. He just got laid. <laughs> hey. So before I get started today, I, I had to say, in the last, like, I don't know, six to eight weeks, in the That's Fucked Up and the Get Off My Lawn segments, if you guys have you know noticed, I kind of turned away from politics. And I did it for a few reasons. Of course, one, I, I do understand not everybody follows that kind of stuff. And the other is, you know, I could sit here and 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 talk about every fucked up thing that's happening right now. And what's going to happen about it? Nothing. So what's the point? But I thought when I used to do it before that I was bringing things to people's attention that didn't pay attention. And you guys had to know that, I, <laughs> that an event happened just a couple days ago that... <laughs> You knew I was going to touch on. <sighs> Old Joe took another tumble. Another one. Okay. And it's it's quite possibly his his best one to date. Like it, It's getting to the point really where it's it's just not fucking funny anymore. Well, actually, it is. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> but it's a mixture of emotions, man. Like, it's funny. It's sad. It's embarrassing. And it's frustrating all at the same time now i got so i actually started doing some shit now before i even go in it, you know and start pontificating for those of you who don't know and believe it or not there's people out there that don't and it, it shocks me because it's all over social media it's not like you have to you know dig deep to find this all right but for those of you who don't know the greatest president in the history of this country was handing out diplomas at the Air Force graduation in Colorado. And he hands out <laughs> he hands out the last diploma and he goes to shuffle off wherever the fuck he shuffles off to. And he took a tumble. Now this was not this was not like a you know, like a little stumble or like a trip and you turn it into a job. This was a flat out fall on your fucking face moment. <laughs> okay. It was just like my God. And here's the kicker. Well, I'll get into why that was it was a bad fall. I started thinking to myself, I'm like, I can't, it's getting to the point where I can't count on two hands how many times this guy has fallen in the public eye as the president. So I thought about it. And I'm like, have I ever seen, in my lifetime, have I ever seen a president fall? And I, I, I just couldn't go back and find one. Like, I couldn't even think of it where I would see a president, like, not just fall flat on their face even just trip or stumble nothing oh wait I'm, I'm i'm sorry i'll rephrase that ronald reagan actually fell one time but he was shot okay like that 
<laughs> that's a that's a pretty plausible excuse for you know for for rendering down to all fours. And we'll give you a pass on that one there, Ronnie. Yeah, you get shot, you're allowed to fall. This guy falls just doing the most <laughs> remedial of things. So 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 then I, I took to Google and I said, I, I gotta I gotta take a look at this. I said, and I, I looked it up. I said, has a president ever fallen? And the only thing that I came up with was Gerald Ford. And Gerald Ford was coming down the stairs of, of Air Force One, and he missed a step, and he and he, he took a little tumble. Now, Gerald Ford was one of the most athletic presidents that, that we've ever – he was like Abraham Lincoln. Like, the, the guy was a freaking athlete, all right? But but the, so I, I went down a rabbit hole, as I normally do, and it turned out that – there. Like he got ripped for the rest of his short-lived presidency, but he, <laughs> they, they like SNL had a fucking field day with that shit. Chevy Chase was basically fucking Gerald Ford. <laughs> it's fucking funny, right? So that was the only one, the only fall I'd ever seen, and he was he was completely ridiculed for it. He was actually known as a buffoon for the rest of his freaking for, for the rest of his presidency. Now. Fast forward to 2023, and we're going to go over the chronological order of the of this guy falling down. Okay, it's, this is not a one time thing. It's pretty bad that there is actually a chronological order of how many times you've fallen since you've been in office. The- <laughs> All right, let's go back. Okay, and, and the ways that he that he has fallen is just it's even funnier. So, all right, the first time, <laughs> the first time Joe fell was he was walking up, walking up the stairs of Air Force One. How the fuck do you fall walking up the steps? I mean, I've done that in my life. You you, you, you stumble, right? But this guy going up the stairs, you know, those pesky stairs of Air Force One, I tell you, he fell not once, not twice, <laughs> but three times. Walking up the stairs, the most remedial of tasks that there are. And then <laughs> when the press White House secretary was, <laughs> when she was asked about it, she said, oh, yeah, it was windy. Windy? <laughs> windy? Windy blew you up the stairs of Air Force One three times in, 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 in a 10-second span? You fucking kidding me? <laughs> In the ensuing two years after that, Joe has also fallen on Air Force One going up the steps again. He falls twice this time. All right, he, he, he's one better than last time. He, he tripped twice. And the third time, I mean, and, and this, is just a, this is just a, you know, testament to his mental acuity and recovery that the third time that he fell up the stairs at Air Force One, he only fell once. So that's good. Really, the only president in U.S. history that we can actually say he gets better as he keeps on falling. <laughs> it's a skill. Now, first time, three times, second time, two times, first time, one time, and now no, no more, no more fall down, go boom. But wait, there's more. Last June, as we all know, and they actually nicknamed, nicknamed, they actually named this piece of land Biden Falls. And it was the famous time where he came around the corner on a bike. And I talked about that on this show last year. And I said, who the fuck let that guy get anywhere near a bike? Number one. And number two, as soon as I saw him riding it, I'm like, this, I guarantee you, this is going to end in him falling off that fucking bike. I guarantee it. Lo and behold, 
Little Joey fell down and went boom again. Now the kicker to that one was the bike wasn't even fucking moving. <laughs> it's one thing that like you know you just like like in the Tour de France you know you you ride around the corner like hundred miles an hour you hit a little rock or a little, a little stick you go you go flying. He was fucking standing there. <laughs> now, I don't know how you score a fall, but a fall is a fall is a fall is a fall. Meaning, if you're going up the Air Force One steps and you fall and then you get up and then you fall again, that's two falls. It, it, that's the way I score it anyway. All right, so there's three little blunders going up the steps of Air Force One. And again, I, it, they're, they're very, very pesky and very, very difficult steps to walk up. I, I can understand that. All right, but... He has fallen three times there, two times, and one time. That's six times just on the stairs of Air Force One alone. Six times. <laughs> six times. <laughs> no. No, no, not six. I said seven. All right, then on a bike, you fall down, go boom. All right, that's fall number seven. And now this Air Force freaking academy, it's, it's the eighth fall of his presidency. He has Jesus in the Stations of the Cross quadrupled. So now to the fall. I think this was his greatest fall yet, and I will say yet because there's another one coming. See, when you see a guy, all right, that's 82 fucking years old, or, or however fucking old he is, the guy's old. He's the oldest president in history. Let's just put it that way. I don't care what the number is. Who gives a shit? But when you see the guy, well, it's like he has a freaking stiffened gait, like just watching him walk. And did you ever see him try to jog that little jog he's doing out there? It's fucking weird, man. It's like the people who get work done, you know, like on their face. It's like you're not going to make yourself look younger. You're going to make yourself look worse. Age naturally, age gracefully. He's out here trying to jog. You can't even fucking walk. You can try to do a jog. What the hell's the matter with you? So this wasn't like a, you know, this wasn't like a, a, you know, a trip or a stumble, like I said, turn it into a jog type of fall. This guy fucking fell flat on his face. He tripped over the air. I don't know what the hell happened. And of course, he, he well, I'll, t- I'll talk about this in a second. So here's, here's what is concerning to me. It, it's while, while it's hilarious, here's what's concerning to me, okay? He fucking, all right, so he hands off, <laughs> he hands off the last diploma, Okay. He takes his tumble. It was not. It was not a very gratuitous fall. Let's just put it that way. Okay, so he falls down on the ground, and now that you know, the, he he tried to get up on his own volition, and he couldn't. That was the kicker in 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 the whole caper. He couldn't get up. He needed three grown men to come help him get up. Now here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> While they were helping him up, you just look at him, and he looks so helpless and so feckless and so weak, and it's like, I got news for you. America is not the only people seeing this clip. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, once that shit gets out, it's in every country in the fucking world. They're like, look at this guy. Who is running the fucking country over there? I always say it, the most remedial of tasks. The guy can't talk. He can't walk. He can't ride a bike. He can't, what can you do at this point? What can you do? And here's the thing. like This is the even worse. Like, he was wearing a hat, right? And I don't know what it is about him wearing a hat that just makes him look even more helpless. Like it's, You might as well just put propellers on the fucking thing at this point. 
but they're picking him up off the ground. He's got a little hat on. I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking bad. <laughs> I don't know, Joe. At this point, maybe you should start to take some balance classes or some agility classes, wherever the case may be. You're up to eight falls in your presidency. All right, Joe? Walk a little more carefully and, and, and gingerly. Don't fall! Don't fall! Hey, that was terrific. I'm pretty good at this. Thank you very much. Oh, wait, I forgot. <laughs> he tried to blame it. Like, And the funny thing was, like after he fell at that Air Force thing, they, they picked him up off the ground, and he turned around and like pointed to the, to the ground. And it was like, no, you, you tripped over the air. You, you're not going to blame this on something. Like, you're, you're 113 years old, and you, and you took a tumble. I've fallen, and I can't get up. <laughs> and that, so he's walking across the White House lawn. Have you ever seen that? Just watching him shuffle across that thing is just... <laughs> so... He was asked, or like you know, like as he's walking across, he's going into the White House, and the reporters are asking him, like, like what the what, what was that? What, what's with the fall? You know, what's going on? And in typical Joe Biden fashion, he threw his hands up in the air and goes, "I was sandbagged, sandbagged." <laughs> Just go away <laughs> at this point. Oh, oh! When he was coming back from said trip, he's he was in what do they call the helicopter? It's not Air Force One. It's I don't know, Air Force Two, maybe. I don't know. He's he's coming out of that fucking thing. And he's shown he's he's, he's climbing out of the door. He banged his head on the freaking thing. It's getting to a point where you just can't leave this guy alone anymore. You know, it, it really is. People got to sit there and go with him just to get ice cream that he does every day, it seems. Guys eating more ice cream cones than Jimmy Hoffa. But anyway, plowing forward. All right. You guys know I'm a hater. I, you know, I am. I'm a hater. And, and, and the thing is, I am a hater of people who deserve to be hated. But the thing is, is I come from a generation where talent was praised and talent was rewarded and dumbass, ridiculous shit was ridiculed. Good was good. Evil was evil. There was no confusion. <laughs> Everything was black and white. And black and white. <laughs> Everything was black and white, and it was right in front of you. Okay? Now, we, we live in a society where talent is ridiculed, and ridiculous shit is praised and rewarded. Is it not? And good is evil, and evil is good. This is, the, this is a fact of our culture today. All right, and uh, of course I am a hater. However, you guys know as well that I am a student of comedy. All right, so I was, it may have been Facebook or I may have just been on Netflix, but I saw, I saw Amy Schumer has another fucking special coming out and, and it makes me mad and I'll tell you why it makes me mad. As a matter of fact, I think I should play the clip for you. I'll decide on whether I'm going to do that or not. But of course, I watched the clip of like the trailer, and I'm like, she's just not fucking funny. Like, she's not funny. It's almost like when I talked about Trevor Noah. I'm like, how the fuck does this guy have a Netflix special? And and he's just not fucking funny at all, at all. Right. So I'm looking at this Amy Schumer thing, and here's why I get mad: because the number one no-no 
all right, in comedy, and it will get you blackballed forever, is if you steal jokes. That's just the number one no-no. Now, now there's caveats to that, and I've, I've talked to multiple people about this. If you talk about the same subject, it's not stealing a joke. If you tell the joke the same exact way, that's stealing a joke. You know, like it's not like somebody talks about a subject and they've now claimed that subject. It's like theirs rightfully. That's this, that's not the way that it goes. But if you sit there and flat out rip off the delivery, you know, almost the the, ver- the verbiage verbatim, you know, like it, it's that's it's a no no and it could get you blackballed. And here's the thing. Before I even uh, tell you about the the examples, there was one that I actually found, believe it or not, because I was big time into Def Comedy Jam back then. And, you know, I watched it every week, and Martin Lawrence was the host. And between comics, he would basically come out and crack a couple jokes and then bring the next guy out. It's much like any other host of a comedy show would do. And I remember I was watching it, and I don't even know who said it. I just remember it because it was funny. And this is right when, like, the Rodney King riots were happening. This is in, like, 92, I want to say. And the guy comes out, and he was like, he was like, yeah. And he's like, but the Mexicans, he's like, you know, the black people are looting. You know, they're going around looting and, you know, and, and you know, burning shit on fire and all this kind of shit. They're, like, rioting because of what happened to Rodney King. He's like, and, and that, you know, that, that was to be expected. He was like, but the Mexicans, like, what the fuck were they doing there? <laughs> You know, and he was like, oh, he's like, I'm going down the street. There's like riots going. There's fires and windows being broken. And she's like, I, I turn to the left. I see a Mexican running with like a, a 32 inch screen TV. <laughs> you know, and then they got to act like they're doing it like, you know, for the cause. Like they ask me, like, hey, man, this is fucked up. This should never fucking happen. The way that the cops be, beat that Rodney Dangerfield, that was fucked up. I, I just thought it was hilarious. He said Rodney Dangerfield. And and Martin Lawrence stole it verbatim. And I guess nobody caught him on it because he was coming out, you know, Def Comedy Jam, and he was going in between, you know, in between comics, cracking a couple jokes, and he said that shit verbatim. And I was like, wait. <laughs> nobody else picked up on that? You know? Now, at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles, it's a very famous comedy club, and everybody who is anybody has performed there. You know, anybody from Bill Burr, Sebastian Maniscalco, Jerry Seinfeld, you know, uh, Don Rickles. It, I, I'm, it's, it's a legendary comedy club in Los Angeles. And one time, Carlos Mencia was, you know, and he was in the height of his popularity at the time, and he was, you know, doing, he was doing a set at the Comedy Store, and Joe Rogan comes up, and basically ripped him a new ass. He basically killed his career right, right at that moment. And Joe Joe Rogan was actually banned from the comedy club for a lot of years after that. But he basically came up and he said, like, look it up, Joe Rogan. Just go Joe Rogan, Carlos Mencia on YouTube. And this is right around Fear Factor time when Joe Rogan was, you know, he was, he was you know, known, but he wasn't like he is now, right? But he basically went like right in his face, and he, and, you know, and he's like, "You fucking steal jokes." He's like, "You make a living out of stealing jokes. That's fucked up." Like people, like comedians, don't like that shit, and you will get blackballed. Now, where's Carlos Mencia today? He's probably working at fucking Home Depot because I haven't heard his name in over a decade. You know, Dane Cook. Dane Cook's another one. Where's Dane Cook been? I'm actually glad his brother stole twelve million dollars off him because he made a career. He made that twelve million dollars stealing other people's jokes. 
and now Amy Schumer. When is somebody going to call her out? I mean, there's actually a meme. It, I mean, it might not be a meme. It's, it might just be like a statement, but it said like stealing, you know, like saying the same joke as another comedian is a coincidence. You know, two or three times, and now it's a pattern. You know, and then they say like, do it for an hour. That's an Amy Schumer special. When is somebody going to be like, all right, bitch, <laughs> you know, you're done. It's fucked up, man. Because if you think about it, they, these people are making a career off of other people who probably haven't even cracked the surface yet. The meaning, you know, they're they're still doing open mics and comedy clubs and shit like that, and you're stealing their jokes and and, and making millions. That's fucked up. <laughs> Not the Rodney Dangerfield. That's fucked up. Damn it. That should have been a that's fucked up segment. God damn it. I got plenty more, though. Like I said, I have a whole backlog of them. And in fact, I have not yet decided what either one of those segments are going to be yet. Because I'm up against a break here. But, you know, as you guys know, like for both of them, that's fucked up and get off my lawn. I I have a, I have a tremendous backlog for, for each one. So I'll make that selection on the other side, along with all the other stuff that we do and the fun that we get into. Make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Back in a flash. Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day and every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you.
All right, welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. Little Pointer Sisters bringing us in. What'd they ever do to anybody? This song, believe it or not, actually had a pretty good piano solo. You know, like kind of towards the bridge, which is good. But the thing about this song, I'm so excited, right? It, it'll forever remind me, or I should say forever be ruined, by one of the most awkward moments in sitcom history, Saved by the Bell. Jesse Spano got all fucking jacked up on diet pills. Okay. Everything will be okay. Yeah. I just need one of these. Pills? You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them, Zach. I yes. have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Kind of ruined it for me, you know, because it was just so weird. It was just so weird. I don't know. It's... I don't know. But not to mention that she's Elizabeth Berkeley is just a horrific actress to begin with. And she whipped out that ghastly performance. <laughs> you know, I, <clears throat> I didn't realize this until I was actually older. But all those shows for like teenagers, you know, it was like 90210 and Saved by the Bell and Melrose Place and all that kind of shit. <laughs> all it was was pretty much like a vehicle to tell kids what not to do. But we got so wrapped up in their drama and their bullshit, we we missed the ultimate message. You know, like that. <laughs> like that, that Save by the Bell episode. They're basically saying like, yo, don't get all jacked up on Adderall or meth or you're going to end up like Jesse Spano. <laughs> you know, what, oh, what's going on on 90210 this week? Oh, what? Brenda's bulimic? Oh, my God. <laughs> You know, it's an eating disorder, or don't do drugs, or don't fuck without a condom, <laughs> don't get pregnant, you know? <laughs> it's like that one guy said, don't get arrested, don't get molested, any of the Eds, don't do any of that. <laughs> it's fucking funny. But that's what all those shows were about, they really were, and it, it was it was subliminal, the little sneaky fucks. Yeah, we thought we were getting into some, some shit, and the next thing you know, it's just like, you know, just to make it a straight guy, straight edge guy. <laughs> <laughs> obviously those shows didn't work on me however <laughs> it was a valiant effort to try to get me to you know do what we're not supposed to do but i did it anyway and that's that real quick before i get started i swear to god now i, I told you guys this before there are deep settings in your phone where the default setting is your microphone is on for Facebook and Google, which is why you see ads when you're just talking about shit with your friends. You're like, what the fuck? You got to go in there and turn it off. I tried to check. I, I could swear that there's one for Instagram because I swear to God, like, all right, so the first 20 minutes of this episode I did, I did, you know, yesterday on Saturday. So I was talking about, like, how my generation, it was like, you know, talent was rewarded and, and you know, and ridiculous shit was ridiculed, and now it's, and now it's the ass backwards. No talent is talent now. And last night, I'm on the balcony going through reels, and what did I see? I saw a reel of a guy saying the same exact fucking thing. Now, I will say he was a little bit more articulate than I was <laughs> about it, or I should say he went a different way about telling his story, 
but it's basically like a freestyle. But it, it, it's he hits the nail right on the head. Check us out. I got a saying, right? Having no talent is the new talent, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like that's a fact, though. Mm. It is. Having no talent is the new talent. Ru I gotta throw my Why niggas away? getting famous just because they views piling? We'll get all the views. Violence, stupid new challenge, mm -hmm. whole lot of ignorant for dudes on the news. Hacking the algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. Chicks yeah. getting booked for 2000 because yeah. they post a nude styling. Think about it. Mm. Having ah. no talent, that's the new talent. Ah. I saw a bitch on red carpet. I said, tell me what you do. She said, I'm pretty. I pierce my clip, my titties, my belly button too. I twerk for the gram. My videos get a hell of a bunch of views. That's very fucking cool, but... Tell me what you do. It's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Hoes winning be the image they pumping. Bitches getting famous or famous niggas they fucking. Period. But it's the nigga fault they getting caught. Yeah. End Period. of discussion. Mm. You can't blame the hoes at the end of the day. Them bitches is hustling, man. Period. <laughs> and this happened no sooner than 10 hours after I did that first segment yesterday. And you'd be amazed at how frequently it happens. I'm like, what the fuck? Is Instagram in my head? You know, so there's that. But okay, you guys know how I feel about shit today. As far as movies are concerned, I always feel that like they're rebooting everything because they just got no creativity left. You know, but they got to put something out, so they go ahead and just do that. So they have another friggin' poop hole loophole, and I didn't realize this until I just started seeing it on every single commercial. I'm like, what the fuck? How, how many superhero movies can you put out? like DC and Marvel, how many of those movies can you put out? Now, I haven't seen any of these movies lately. In fact, I think the only one that I really did see was Michael Keaton's Batman. I don't get into superhero shit, you know? But what I'm trying to say is over the last, I don't know, 20 years, and really in the last five years, they're really ramping them up. All these movies are pretty much the same, no? Like, they have the same plot. It's just a different villain. You know, and 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 the whole thing just happens the same way. That's just the way I'm. But I'm sitting there, I look at the commercial. Oh, Batman returns, Batman resurrection, Batman gets a boil on his ass. How many movies? And there's like 15 Spider Mans, and then the Avengers, and then and Ant Man, and Dick Man, and fucking asshole man. How many of these things can you do? And I just see a commercial the other day for the Flash, and now and now every every freaking superhero from every world is in it. It's like God, Jesus Christ. And here's the ultimate kicker of the whole thing, okay? Like, when I was growing up, okay, like, I, I didn't really get into it. But it's, it was for kids. Superheroes are for kids. It's like Santa Claus. You know, and I watched, like, Superman 1 and Superman 2. Hey, all right. Yeah, that's great. You know, put on wrestling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I just never got into the superhero thing. And, and I, 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 you know, the kids that I hung out with that did, you know, of course, it was a phase. I ended up growing out of it. But these movies are not made for kids. They're made for the fucking adults. What, like, you didn't grow out of this yet? You're going to see Batman 72? Like, you're 37 years old. I'm going to go see Batman. <laughs> they get geeked up about it. The guy's fucking 43 years old dressed up as Batman for the premiere of a fucking movie. Jesus, you got anything else going on in your life there, gay? <laughs> cosplay. That's another thing with the cosplay people. What's with you people? Again, that would be something, you know, uh, cosplay is called Halloween, kids. Okay. 
This guy's fucking 52 years old dressed up like the Green Hornet. What the fuck are you doing? And they go to conventions and shit. They all get and stand around in a fucking circle and jerk off. I'm Superman. I'm fucking Aquaman. I'm fuck- Great. <laughs> I got to go to work. Fucking idiots. You know, but it's like I said, you keep on feeding the beast and they're going to keep on putting these things out. And it really requires no, you know, create. Yeah, of course, you got to come up with the plot and the story and all that kind of shit. But that those, those movies write themselves. Much like if you want to go, you know, redo Back to the Future or anything like that. You know, the only thing I worry about is the aesthetics of it. You already got the script. Just much less work. And half of that shit, half, most of that shit is CGI now. Like, you ain't got to do nothing. Stop. Stop feeding into the superhero machine so they stop making these movies. It's much like the Fast and the Fart cans. <sighs> Let's see Vin Diesel one more time. I'm going to puke. Oh, real quick. I don't know why this just jumped in my head. But speaking of reels, I was just talking about like how they're in my head, I think. I don't know. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an executive decision or an executive call here regarding the protocol or the etiquette of sending reels to people because I have like a dozen people that I, you know, I'm going through reels. I'm like, Oh, this would be good for this guy. It'd be good for that guy. You know? And sometimes it's, you know, I send four out at a time, the same one. and Right. But what's the etiquette on response? <laughs> Meaning if you just start sending reels to somebody, then maybe, maybe after each one that you send back and forth, you get a little LOL. I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not sending the reel to you in, in order to warrant a response. It, if you do respond, fine. But I don't think there's any kind of protocol as it would be for like a text message. No? You know? Because once I get going, I mean... I, I'm sure the people I send reels to, like they wake up the next morning, like, these fucking guys sent me 52 reels. <laughs> you know, but I'm not looking for a response and, 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 and nor should you. This is just basically like, hey, I, I saw this reel. I thought of you. Check it out. Have a laugh. Do what you want. You know, but I don't think there's any, there, there's, there's any rule or etiquette or protocol of responding to somebody when they send you a reel. I, that's just me. That's my executive call and, and I'm sticking with it. I forget where I was the other day. I think I was some fucking store. I don't even know. These days it's all starting to run together. But did you ever hear something in like everyday life? Okay. And it's just kind of a filler question. And it's, I don't know. It's just to either get conversation going or I don't know what to do to avoid an awkward silence. People will just whip this one out. And you hear it every single day. And then one day you just go, well, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's examine this for a second. You go into a fucking store, okay? And and you you really want to fuck somebody's day up? You go into a store, okay? And you grab all your shit. And then you go to the, you know, to get rung out. Here's my thing, okay? When you there's no bigger signal to a cashier that you are ready to leave when you get to the counter. <laughs> That's the final step. You know what I'm saying? That means I am finished shopping in the store, and I am now going to pay for my goods. You start putting your shit on the counter, and what do they say to you? Did you find everything you need today? I, I've heard that every, you know, almost every time I go to a store, 
You know, it doesn't happen every time, of course, but I get asked that a lot. Did you find everything you need today? Obviously, I did if I'm here at the finish line, because if, if, if there's something here that I needed that you don't have, obviously, I didn't find everything that I need to. But the thing is, is everybody would just blindly subconsciously say, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what gave it away. I mean, I'm here ready to get rung up, but, you know, yeah, I, I did find everything I needed. You really want to fuck that person up? Say no. <laughs> when in your life have you ever been asked, did you find everything you need today? And you go, no, I didn't. They're, they're not going to have an answer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just say no. Then what? <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, can I help you find anything? They ain't going to do any of that shit. That guy's in his own little zone. Did you find everything you need today? Because the chances are that the guy that asks that question asks it to every single customer. And they just say, yeah. Like, it's basically like you're, you're basically saying, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think those people heard no not even once. They would not they would not know what to do. All right? So there's that. Just keep that in mind. And here's the other thing that I thought about the other day. And 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 fuck supermarkets for this. Fuck everybody for this in, in fact. Now you guys know, I'm a self-checkout guy. You know, if I have the proper amount of items and I don't have a whole shopping cart full of shit, I'm going to ring myself up just because it's I'd rather do that. However, Think about this for a second, this fucking self-checkout, these motherfuckers. It just basically ups their profit because there's typically in a supermarket, what's there, eight cash registers you can go, like, ring yourself up? That used to be eight employees who were making, what, $9 an hour. You know, that's an eight-hour day, it's $72, you know? Times that by eight, they're saving, they're saving some bucks. And they're not Mike Lindell from my pillow. Like we're gonna pass the savings down onto you. No, they don't do that. <laughs> they keep the money while we go to work. The grocery store gave up on us. <laughs> they put in self-express checkout links. <laughs> they basically said, you know what? You do it. <laughs> that shit's not right at all. I think, and I propose. Now, when I, when I finally win my Congress seat, I'm going to do this, too. I'm going to sign an executive order to make sure that supermarkets start to pass the savings down onto you. Every time you ring yourself up, you should get, like, 5% off. You Think about it. You rung it up. You bagged it. You rung yourself out. You, you, you basically are an employee of the store. Why am I not getting paid? Now, I understand my information has not been passed through HR of said supermarket, but you can still fucking build it into your pricing. And when you know it's a one hundred two sixty nine, and because you rung yourself up, it's going to be ninety eight sixty three. Why not? Can anybody explain where that extra money is going and why it's not going to us because we are employees of the supermarket or the CVS or the freaking Target or the Walmart? Corporate greed, goddammit. That's what I tell you. We should be getting paid for this shit. No, and nobody said anything. Anybody, has anybody ever said anything about that? We just walked in one day and there was self-checkout. Like, oh, what, what's this? This is neat. Oh, okay. Oh, you go. We don't have to deal with people. All right. This is, okay, I'll do this. And then, you, and then you, you subconsciously just train yourself on this fucking thing, not even knowing that you were an employee. Wait just a goddamn second. Why, why did nobody question this? Why are we not getting money? Or money off, like I said. As often as I do it, 
You know, you could if you tag that onto my forty hour work week, I, I, I'm putting in forty three hours. <laughs> you get paid for that shit. You greedy fucks. Your little corporate greed game is going to be over my first day in office. <laughs> They're all done. Going to make the employees rich. You got you to take care of the employees. They're the ones doing it. I mean, shit. Eight people ringing themselves up at a time. Anyway, I you know, I thought it was, I, I heard a saying the other day, and, and I, from the first day I heard it, it it's, it's just never made sense to me, and I always get annoyed when people say it. I just haven't heard it in so long. When did whips get brains? You heard that, right? This guy, a friend of mine, posting on Facebook about his kid the other day. You know, and, and, and he's saying all this. Oh, he's a great athlete. He's a good kid. And then he comes out with the, he's smart as a whip. Whips have brain. How, how are whips smart? Where, where did that even come from? Or the guy that, that modifies it, you know, oh, he's whip smart. Whip smart. I, <laughs> it's just a saying I've never, I never, like, and this is everyday shit. It's like I'm saying, like, you went into the supermarket. Nobody questioned that we're working at the supermarket now. It's shit like that. And then, like, you know, did you find everything you need today? Or just like this, smart as a whip. Things that you hear in everyday life and you're just like, this makes no fucking sense. <laughs> you really want to get down to brass tacks. It's all just fluff. The world is a giant reality show. <laughs> but two things quick. Before our segments of the week. Hold on. Let me just find it on my list. I'm fucking blind these days. Oh. <laughs> you know how like everything's racist. Everything is transphobe now. Everything is, you know, like like that kind. They're just looking for reasons to put tags on people and everything else. <laughs> Every day I read a new article. I'm like, is that, people actually think people actually think this way. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Like like a like, perfect example. Okay. That Dylan Mulvaney. I keep going after him. I st- he's still missing in action. <laughs> Bud Light's down like twenty, I think thirty billion dollars in, in in market valuation since this since this guy he's, he's vanished like a fart in the wind. That was by design, I think. But what I'm trying to say is like Bud Light, Bud Light, you're gonna go put a like. Remember in 2020 when everything became racist, it was like, oh, you, you know, you can't put Uncle Ben on Uncle Ben's rice because that's that's racist, even though he was a real person. Aunt Jemima, you took her off the syrup, even though she was a real person. You know, he took the Indian out of the little Land of Lakes thing. Oh God, it's so racist. But you you, you got a, You got a, a guy playing dress up as a woman, a fake person, and you put them. On. Good is evil, and evil is good. Remember, I was saying everything's opposite these days. It's fucking crazy. So I read this. I read this thing. <laughs> I couldn't believe this. And the headline, ready? You ready for this? Study shows that waking up early in the morning is rooted in white supremacy. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, all right, let me read this article and let me see the bullshit that they say. And it said something to the effect of, you know, like if you get up early, that means you're successful when you go to work. So you're a white supremacist. What? Like I said, I've said this a million times. They'll just take whatever is in front of them.
You know, I, I could say something as remedial as I eat my lunch at two o'clock every day. Oh, well, if you eat your lunch at two o'clock, you know, you're racist, right? Ay, madre, Sacramento, California. What are we doing? And the next thing, whew, I don't even know if I've said anything about this on the show before or not. I may have, but it's getting downright cringe, downright creepy, and it needs to go away okay first of all you guys know how i feel about selfies i i just i hate them i can't even say the word without sweating i can't stand the word i call it taking a lonely do you know how alone you gotta be that you can't find anybody to take a photo. But the moving selfie now, like the video selfie, ugh, barf. And, 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 and other people do it other ways where it's just like, you know, oh, look at me. Look, look, my life is so great. I'm at the beach. I'm at a pool. Okay, good. Great. But the moving, and, 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 <sighs> I, I'm not okay with any forms of selfie. Like in, in in moderation, maybe I don't know. But the people who do that shit every day, you got nothing better going on with your life. But it's the one that does. Like you remember those '80s little sitcoms, like Family Ties and shit like that, where they whenever they showed, like in the opening credits, when they showed, you know, one of the cast members, they would show like three different versions of him. And it was kind of just like a moving picture type thing. Like here's him when he was four. Oh, then he was a six. Oh, Michael J. Fox <laughs> did it for every character. There's people who do that in, in the moving selfie. You ever see this one? They're, they're looking into the camera and they have a serious face on. Right. And then, and then they look to the left and flip their hair with their one hand. And then they look back and they kind of give like a stink eye to the camera. Then they turn this way and they turn that way. And then they break out and laugh and then they smile. Like it's an 80 sitcom. Like you fucking idiot. <laughs> Oh, God. I wish that one day would come where, like, no, no more phones. That's it. You're, you're done with the smart. Okay, you want you want a cell phone? You can text and you can call people. That's it. No apps. No getting on, on social media. No, none of that shit. 70% of America would commit suicide. The other 30% are like me who just want this shit to go away. These, these devices have made us so fucking stupid to the point that we are pretty much right on pace as a society that the timing for idiocracy is going to be right on the money. And if you haven't seen that movie, it basically, I mean, that that is what's going to happen. I hate to tell you, that's a documentary, that movie. Anybody who doesn't know what it is, it's basically a futuristic movie, but it's 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 basically the finished product of people like us on these phones and on social media all fucking day, dumbing yourself down, dumbing yourself down every single day. You're and you don't even know you're doing it. But then you go to the future and these people are so fucking dumb. Like meaning like they don't even know how to run their society, like they're idiots. Idiocracy. <laughs> Check it out. All right? With that, it is time for the Get Off My Lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get Get off my lawn. (laughs) You know, 
it's been a while. I, I think it's been a while since I've done any kind of indictments on my street or my block and the shit that goes on. It's it's been a while. But we're getting into that season now. There's probably like four houses on my street that are just straight up party houses. I mean I, I think I live like on, on a college campus. Like it's freaking a fraternity. It's it's crazy. But I wanted I was gonna play something for you guys. I think it was like two weeks ago. And I was doing a slice of the podcast on Saturday, as I normally do. And down the street, three houses down, he must have got a new sound system because he's he, he's he's playing it every fucking day. And like I always say, it's it sounds like it's coming from the sky. Like that's how fucking loud it is. Okay, and I'm sitting here, you know, trying to do the podcast, and I had to I had to shut it off for like an hour and a half because it was like if. Like I say, I hear this through my loud microphone into my headphones, and you guys, maybe it might be a little more faint to you. You would have heard this shit clear as day. All right? Now, here's the thing, all right? Outside of me doing the podcast or <laughs> or any time after public ordinance, I have a fucking hard time with you playing shit because you're basically saying fuck you to the rest of the neighborhood by doing that. You know, there's protocol and there's etiquette on, on, on everything. And that's why there is public ordinance because you're not supposed to do this shit like after, what's it, like 10 o'clock or something like that? You know, you're just not supposed to do it. And and if you do do it, you're aware. You're aware. Like if you look at the at the clock and it's 2 o'clock in the morning and, and, and it's the same volume that, that's been playing since 8 o'clock at night, you're giving a giant fuck you to the entire neighborhood. And it's just disrespectful. It's fucked up. Now, I've recorded this this place before. This is whew, right when I started doing full production of this show. It had to be in the first 10 episodes. And there was that one guy. <laughs> the only way I could equate him was, was Dave Chappelle's Rick James. Because he was the loudest guy. And like I said, across the street, three doors down. And I'm, I'm on the balcony. And I hear, I'm, <laughs> I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> He was, dude, it's funny, all goddamn night. And I recorded him and I played him on this show. Well, it's the same house. And it's just hilarious how... how <laughs> alcohol is a hell of a drug because, because it's so funny, like the course of events of a night of drinking versus any other drug, and I've done them all. <laughs> there's, there's nothing more... There's no more like chronological process than there is of alcohol versus anything else i mean think about it you smoke weed right all right so you, all right here's what's gonna happen the, the stages of smoking weed okay you, you gotta you know do the ritual of, of of packing the bowl or rolling the blunt or rolling the joint or whatever it is you're gonna do then you light it up right take a couple hits cough cough pass pass right and in about 10 minutes you're feeling pretty good right you're hanging out there a little high okay then about 45 minutes goes by i'm a little hungry what's in the fridge <laughs> it's it's pretty straightforward alcohol is a little bit different all right because, because it's guaranteed to end up the same way every time you know you, you have your first drink right and then you know after about 15 minutes of that and you start getting a little loose you know you can start have two and three and four now you're buzzing pretty good right Got that little buzz and that's the best part that's the best part it's never going to get any better than that moment because it's all going to go downhill after that <laughs> you get to that point man but and, and it's really more for youth really if you think about it because like 
alcohol and in your 20s is just not a good mix. It's, it's, it's just not. In large groups of people, I should say. Because, just, you know, I, I was a lot crazier 20 years ago than I am now. You know, I, I can pretty much just drink and hang out. You know, but, like, back then I was doing dumb shit. And as, as the large percentage of my generation was doing. Now, it's the same thing here. Now, here's here's what happens. <laughs> These people, I, they, start, they started playing the music around, like, eight okay and they were out there until four o'clock in the morning with the same volume of music now, i don't know if you guys remember me calling the cops on that mexican party last year but i was like i because i here's the thing you know i got these like kick-ass headphones you know and i'm out there on my balcony like with the headphones on. if i can hear you three houses down across the street over my my earphones at four o'clock in the morning you're basically telling me like go fuck my mother that's basically what you're saying, all right? But here's the kicker about this thing. <laughs> I got out there. I guess I went out there about 10 o'clock, all right? And, you know, I'm, I'm hang, having a couple drinks, all right? I'm, I'm hearing their bullshit, right? And, like, you hear them. They're all, like, they were, not only was the music loud, but they were loud. They're, everybody's fucking, you know, hey, hey what the fuck? <laughs> and as it's so predictable as it is, it ended in tears. Now, I want to play you. My vantage point from the balcony. This is this is what I'm hearing. Now again, I went out there at ten o'clock, which is public ordinance or already passed public ordinance. All right, but here, I'm just going to play. You know, maybe I'll play you a couple, but I just want to give you guys an idea of what it sounded like, and then I want to give <laughs> then I want to give you the it ends in tears part. So, all right, so check this out. All right, now it's just to give you a frame of reference of how loud it was. Now, of course, it was louder in person. Your phone doesn't pick it up as well as I do, but that shit was fucking loud. All right. Now, I don't know if it's just me. I have this ability to just pick out who the problem is going to be. And as the night started going on, I started recording little clips of things. And I'm like, oh, no. You know, you're going to start to hear this one girl. All right, and I'm like, she's gonna. As soon as I heard this and recorded this, I'm like, I'm willing to bet that in a, in a few short hours, she's gonna ruin this whole fucking thing. All right, so check this one out. All right, there's somebody who's getting a little tipsy. <laughs> you know, it's even funnier. I don't know if you noticed a song playing in the background, but I, I, this that was one of those parody songs that I played the other week, saying like people were like, I was like, are people putting this out like and being serious about this? You remember the girl that was talking about Pound Town, just left Pound Town, and uh, you know she was in the freaking hardware store with the, with the security guard. There was actually a full length version of that song, and they're fucking. I was like, you gotta be kidding me! I'm like, people really. Act- All right, now. This went until about 4.30 in the morning. And when they when things got escalated, I just started screaming to fuck with them. I'm not going to play that because... Hey. But what I'm trying to say is, <clears throat> just like every other alcohol-induced party, okay, it's going to go from, you know, <laughs> the last thing that I played with somebody starting to get loud, and then this at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> 
347. This all ends in fights because of alcohol. Just alcohol ruined my life. Listen. I mean, <laughs> oddly enough, directly across the street from them are is is the you know the House of Seventy Two. You know the ones that moved in recently that, that that were always getting into fights like that and shit like that. It wasn't even them. In fact, they've actually been pretty well behaved lately. But these people, you know, I mean, <laughs> it was for now. I'm listen. I am never, usually I am never up that late, right? And you can tell there, there was, uh, <laughs> my, my voice was a little scotch-soaked. But I, I don't know. I don't know what made me just hang out there. I'm like, I, I got to see how this ends. Because when I played that other one, it was probably about 1, like 12, 30, 1 o'clock, and I, I heard her starting to get loud. And I'm like, I, I might want to hang around for this one, you know, because, <laughs> again, this is a magical street and block and four-way intersection it's a it's magic as far as far as what you can get i mean look we're almost at that coveted 100th episode right how many times have have i played shit that happened right smack in front of here <laughs> the voice recorder trumps all you can't make this shit up <laughs> So it just got it got to a point where I just started doing like the Vince McMahon. I'm, and when I oh my god, when I tell you now, as you guys know, my voice fucking carries. Okay, if I want to, if I like bellow, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're gonna hear me like a fart can. You're gonna hear me three blocks away. <laughs> I start. <laughs> I stood up. I started doing the Vince McMahon. I didn't even realize it until because I have it on tape. But I, I told, it was one of those things. Like I woke up the next morning. I'm like, oh my god, I did that. <laughs> I'm, I'm at the top of my fucking lungs, going, yeah, fire, <laughs> fucking screaming it. Oh, it was fucking funny, man. <laughs> you would hear like little gaps too, like they, like they'd be screaming, and then I would scream, and then they're like, wait, is somebody screaming like not at the party right now? Where's that coming from? Oh, it was fucking great, man. But I have a feeling that I'm headed for a summer of love for that place just because of his new system. Because he has been playing that fucking thing every day. Like sooner or later, I'm going to have to go over there. Fucking show him who's boss. But it's time for that's fucked up. On today's episode of how fucked up is fucked up. That's fucked up. My thing is, well, first of all, first of all, okay, I think I might have said it like in the open of this show. I'm like, who the fuck is Taylor Swift? I was talking about her months ago when she launches tour and she's charging fucking 32 grand for a nosebleed seat and, and all the bullshit with like, I feel their pain. You don't. You feel your fucking bank statement after, after the show every night. All right there, Swifty. But the thing is, I once you start to actually pay attention to what like media's job is and journalist jobs are, 
and then you, and then you start looking for it. It is just so mind boggling, like and and fucked up the way that the way that they do shit. And, and and by doing that, that is how they condition people to actually start to believe their shit. If you've looked lately, it's it, like every headline you see, you're like, that's got to be a tabloid. Like, what the fuck? And then they have things that are completely irrelevant to the actual story. They just use that to draw the person in, much like clickbait is. Like, if you ever seen those, like, you ever seen those? Oh God, the the quizzes that you got to take on Facebook and like, oh, order from a fast food restaurant, and we'll tell you how old you are. Like, who cares? Oh, we'll tell you if you're a boomer or a Gen X or a Gen Z or a millennial by by picking these five food items. What the fuck? And it's all just for clickbait. And then if you actually go do it, they're dead fucking wrong every time. I'm 44 years old. They're like, oh, you you're 73. Oh, okay. Oh, you got pepperoni on your pizza. Oh, you're 12. <laughs> the fucking dumbass, stupid fucking quizzes. You know, but that so it is. The headlines are much like clickbait, and and unfortunately, there's certain outlets that I follow on social media who just lead the league in this shit. And and I saw one the other day, and I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? It had absolutely jack squat to do with the actual thing that happened, and it was actually a little bit disrespectful. So it was some news outlet. I forget what it was. In fact, I don't even think I followed it, but it was one of those suggested for you type of things. And I'm scrolling down and I see the picture of Taylor Swift and she's like on the red carpet, like smiling at people and then, here comes Swifty. Just broke up with her 13,000th boyfriend in the last 42 days. She's going to go write a whole double album about it. But the caption, the headline read, Fatal accident as a Taylor Swift concert goer gets gets into a fatal accident on her way home from the concert. Was it verbatim? No. But that, that's basically what it was. They're, they're basically saying that a Taylor Swift concert goer on the way home from her concert got, got into an accident and got killed. Why the fuck does Taylor Swift's name have to even be involved in that, number one? And number two, how'd you, how'd you know she was coming home from the Taylor Swift concert? And three, aren't you kind of taken away from the mystique of the fucking person goddamn died? Not like, you know, Eileen Seymour on her way home died in a fucking car crash. No. Taylor Swift was the headline. Not the person that died. Taylor Swift was the headline. Whether she's coming home from a Taylor Swift concert or she's coming home from getting Chinese food, she's still fucking dead. Got to have your fucking name involved in everything. It's bad enough that you're getting you know, $1.2 million for three hours of work every night. You guys shit all over this person's existence too? Not that she did it. I'm just saying, like, they, the things that they use. The fact that the media, for years, for years, have been coming up with bullshit headlines like this just to get you conditioned. So this way, you get used to their brand of headlines. To the point where like you're going to see them and then you're going to start to believe them and shit like that. But you're actually using celebrities names to draw attention to a story about a, a regular civilian that died. It's fucked up. All right. <laughs> I got to share this. I'll have to pick. I'll have to pick one of his posts. But there's this guy that I follow on, on Instagram. 
And do you ever notice people who now this guy? I'm not. I'm not saying this guy's trying to do anything. But have you ever heard? We've heard this a million times. You, you ever hear of like the white guy? You know that that's that's you know he, he talks hood like permanently, like it, like you know. But then when he's, he's when he's with his family, like in front of his parents, he talks like the whitest white guy there is. But you know, whenever he's out in public, he's got to put that image on, and he sounds like a fucking idiot. You know, people that do that kind of shit, right? Well, <laughs> this guy, like I said, he's not trying. All right, but basically, what is the page is called Ralph the Baker? I, I don't even know why he says the Baker because he doesn't bake anything. He basically just makes everything, every meal that he eats, he makes it on a blackstone. Now. I'm actually floored by this because this guy, every now, of course, he's not making food for just himself. I think it's like for his family or whatever the case may be. But he's got this trademark thing that he does where like he no matter what he's making, it doesn't matter what he's making. He's putting two full sticks of butter on the goddamn thing. So his trademark move is he takes a stick of butter and and like he'll, he'll, he'll take it. Raise his hand all the way in the air. It's almost like he's going to spike a football. And he spikes the, the, the butter onto the grill and it just splatters all over the place. Right? But here's the thing. Well, first of all, I can't understand how this guy's like 150 pounds when he's, you know, he's probably, you know, uh, three weeks away from a quadruple bypass. All that fucking butter along with his family. They can all share a room. But he makes the shit right, and he and he his voice is one of those things. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play you a clip. His voice is like confused. Is is like is he black or or is he a redneck? <laughs> There's a fine line. There's a fine line in between the two. And and I'm gonna play you the clip first, and then and then I'm gonna uh, tell you why I think that it, it it could be misconstrued either way. All right. Here's Ralph the Baker. All right, y'all. We're gonna make a Philly cheesesteak. Let's go. Go ahead on one stick of butter. One yellow onion, y'all, one green bell pepper. All right, y'all, salt and pepper, babe. All right, y'all, I bought two fillets, y'all. I put them in the refrigerator, I let them get real cold. I took a sharp knife and I cut them against the grain, real thin. You already know, hit that with my Cajun seasoning, now. All right, y'all, go with that steak. Hit it with some salt, babe. Pepper, of course. Cajun seasoning, now. Hit that steak with that butter. Double down with that W sauce, now. Hit them vegetables with that W sauce too now. And some garlic powder, y'all. Go ahead on with the bread now. Mozzarella cheese. And go with that provolone now, y'all. Alright, y'all go ahead on that with some cheese whiz now. Alright, y'all go ahead on now. Mix them vegetables and that steak together, babe, and all that good cheese. Got some cheese whiz on it, y'all? Go up on it with that, that steak and vegetables now. Alright, y'all. Check it out. <laughs> Now, <laughs> before I offer my commentary on this, okay, what in the actual Jackson, Mississippi fuck of a cheesesteak was that? Okay, <laughs> like, like I said, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't knock people for how they eat their food. I really don't care. It's if you're eating it, I'm not. You do whatever you want. But like, th- there was a reason why I used that clip out of all the thousands of reels that he has. Because you're oh, we're gonna make Phil cheesesteak now. Now here's the reason why I could I could, his voice could be confusing <laughs> to people who don't see him. All right, now y'all that that's all right. That's that's universal. Like rednecks use it, black people use it. Okay, so that's neutral. All right, it's, it doesn't go either way of determining who's behind that voice. 
All right. But it's when he gets into the baby. I'll put them peppers now, baby. Well, that's not really something a redneck does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I don't know. You know, but like, did you, and, and here's the thing. Like, did you hear the butter? He's like, oh, I want steak of butter now. Boom. And he fucking thumps it down on the thing. And then when he's going with the steak, he puts the steak down. He's like, now nah, hit it with that butter. I'm like, I don't know. Is that redneck or black? I don't know. <laughs> but man, that was a fucked up cheesesteak. There's so many things that I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? So he puts the butter down, like the whole stick of butter, just to cook onions and green peppers. Green peppers don't belong on a cheesesteak. <laughs> but he used a stick of butter to cut that to, to cook that, right? Now, the fact that he used filet mignon, I thought that was pretty cool. But where are you getting mozzarella and provolone cheese together on a cheesesteak? And then you're putting cheese whiz on that? Where's it? No, no American cheese? <laughs> you know, they don't have that in the, in the flyover states? Should have seen the roll the guy had. Poor guy. Can't get any good rolls where the fuck, wherever the fuck it is that he is. And and what was the, you know, he's all hit it with that W sauce, babe. Like, who puts wash your sister sauce on a cheesesteak? Like, it's, what? <sighs> he had to use W sauce because he, you know, he can't say wash your sister sauce. <laughs> hey, well, that is all I got for you guys this week. And thankfully, I, I think we're I think we're out of Africa. We, it was only a couple days. I think we had, you know, it was like Thursday and Friday. It was like whoa, like this shit's this shit's a little ridiculous. Like Friday was gross. You know, it was all hot and humid, and just disgusting. Out of Africa wasn't that a movie? It was a movie, wasn't it? I Robert Redford was in that. Out of Africa. <laughs> no, but looking ahead, and we're here in June. You guys know how I feel about weather apps. I think they're completely full of shit. However, it does look like here for the first week of June, we're going to have like 75 and sunny, like all week. Suck that in while you can before it turns into the Congo around here. The day that happens, I'll pro- maybe I'll play <laughs> maybe I'll play the, the Congo by fucking Gloria Estefan. The Miami Sound Machine. I don't know. I don't know what I do know is this is the last double-digit episode in C-Rod Podcast history. That's right. We're turning over a new leaf coming into next week. And, of course, you know, milestone episodes aren't any different as far as the content or anything like that, but it's pretty exciting. And I'll, you know, I'll go through my whole thing probably in the intro next week. I haven't even really thought about it. You know, but if you do need to get a hold of me, Christian, at the C-RodPodcast.com, you can get me on Facebook Messenger, or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. You guys have done pretty good in the, in the last couple weeks. You know, sharing this. Because you know, I actually I, I did get a message from somebody who started listening to the podcast that was shared by somebody I don't even know. And, you know, and I, I, I appreciate that wholeheartedly. And, you know, like I said, in this last, like, four weeks, we've, we've pumped up, like, you know, we've added about 150 people to the team here on the C-Rod Podcast. <laughs> All right? So, man, am I looking forward to next week. I really am. 
And I will say this. This is that's probably the last time I'm going to get geeked up, unless it's every 100. Like, if I get to 150, who cares? But 200, 300, 400, 500, of course, they're going to be special. You know, but this is the last time I'll, I'll, I'll get geeked up for that because it's fucking 100 episodes, man. Proud of myself. <laughs> so, until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care. Hey! <laughs>